0: to another week of the Jolt Switch podcast here. Now, I am alone this week, so if you were hoping for some of the quick banter and all the fun that comes alongside with uh, with Roxy there, unfortunately she's at work and out of town right now, so it's just me. So I'll try to keep everything upbeat and uh, try and keep you as interested as you are when she's around. Now there is a whole bunch to go through this week. We're back to the Mewtwo Makeup Raid Hour that we'll be seeing next Tuesday. So that's, uh, well, six days away from while we're recording here. Rotom, The One or The Many, Move Shakeup, Go Live, Sinister in the Six, Darkrai Tidbits, Stardust Blast Off, and some info from Trails. Now before we get started I just want to make sure everyone is aware that this podcast is powered by Patreon. It does enhance your Discord experience, so for as little as $1 a month you can not only help the PvP scene that I admin in our region here, uh, but you can help support the show a little bit, give us uh, a push to keep everything going, keep the lights on. Now if monetary support isn't quite your thing, just make sure to drop a rating on Google and Apple podcasts or wherever it is that you listen, make sure to show us that you like what you hear. Now, like I said, once again, and as we mentioned last week, Mewtwo raid hour is back. It will be on October the 8th. That will be a Tuesday so that it doesn't hurt the uh, Giratina raid hour. That will be the following day. So make sure you have raid passes for everything there. I mean, Mewtwo, shiny with Strike. Definitely something to want to have. We didn't really get out for Mewtwo Raids, so it'll be good for us to get out and get some with Psystrike. it will always be a positive. Next piece was Rotom, the one or the many. Now Rotom did have multiple forms in the original console games. So with it coming to Pokemon Go, possibly, it is being teased here and there, there's a whole bunch of different things that it could be. I know podcasts like Lured Up that I listen to on a regular basis are projecting that it may offer maybe a search within the Pokedex, um, come with uh, EX Raid. Like they said with the EX Raids, it it doesn't need to be a strong Pokemon that's there, just a cool Pokemon. I feel like Rotom coming will probably be in one form, I hope, because the multi-forms, I mean, I'm not a fan of them, but they're there and I accept them. But I think in getting it, it's going to be sort of like the Pori phone from Pokemon Masters that mixes a little bit with that versus seeker code that was added and then removed. So it could offer a little bit there. That's just an idea. That's what I feel like might be happening. Now another piece that we like to touch on is that move shakeup. A whole bunch of moves got adjusted and changed a few things got added definitely really cool not only for the PvE your player versus environment scene but PvP that's where uh, where we do those battles and I mean that's that's where I get my enjoyment at this point is from those Pokemon battles no matter how many times I lose I know it comes across like uh, I'm Ash Ketchum I'm starting to feel that way but we're off to season two in silver Arena so maybe things will turn around now, Pokemon Go had said that in their previous community note that they'd outlined some of the changes that came to Pokemon Go with trainer battles and wanted it, wanting to make it not only fun, but competitive as well. So with the update, they did make some changes focusing on those trainer battles. Uh, so they said that in the next couple of weeks we'll see some changes to the various combat systems things like they're polishing the existing system to make those adjustments to timing uh, between energy gained from the attacks as well as the attacks being launched so they're kind of focusing on that undertap ability which some people have been using much to their advantage where if you haven't really heard of it what happens is when you hit your attack it goes like a boomerang you throw that attack out And when the boomerang comes back, you get that energy and then you throw the boomerang out again. Now, when you do tap frequently in a trainer battle, what does happen is that you, you send an attack and if you're tapping midway through the attack, you're then sort of Pending the next attack so that you're already ready to throw that boomerang out once again So it's sort of like you're, you're throwing two at once you throw one and as you receive it You're throwing the second one. So it's sort of like a juggling match with a boomerang. It becomes very uh, Very time-consuming if you're trying to time things out to make sure that you're sending your charge attacks on time What people would do is what they what we call an undertap, which means rather than consistently tapping you tap with that last piece of energy and pause just wait for that energy to come back and then launch that charge attack and you'll be usually about a turn sooner which uh, which can help in lots and lots of scenarios it can give you the upper hand Um, so what Pokemon go is doing is that they're removing that piece so because it's such a a steep learning curve with that it'll make it so if you are unaware of that feature or uh, unable to pick it up it becomes less of a factor It adds a little more fun consistency to people that battle on a regular basis and people that are just new to the game. So it's not daunting for those new people to come out and try and battle. Now another piece that they're adding is that the Pokemon's health bar will briefly pulse when it receives damage. Okay that's cool, it's not really a big thing for uh, for me to focus on. Um, There are some definite changes to attacks. They have made some changes and adjustments, things like bubble beam rather than just being a bubble beam you now have a reliable attack debuff on your opponent's attack stat so that's a that is a positive it's so it's kind of like a reverse power-up punch where rather than powering up your attack you're powering down your opponents it uh, it does add a little extra strategy possibly but what we need to remember with those debuffs is that when your opponent changes their Pokemon they all vanish Whereas with uh, something like Power-Up Punch, it increases your attack and if you switch out and switch back in, you still have all of those buffs. The biggest one that hit home in this change to the attacks was with Power-Up Punch. Power-Up Punch was a really, really good fighting type attack. It did two things. It did a lot of damage and it increased your attack stat, which means it did even more damage when you used it again. What they've done is they've nerfed the damage that goes alongside power-up punch. So what that means is that, yes, you can use it, it's gonna do very minimal damage, but it does power up that attack stat still, so next time you use it, it will be a little bit stronger, but all of your other attacks will be more ideal to use because they'll be doing more damage even before power-up punch. So it does throw things a little bit, especially with the Sinister Cup. You had a few Pokemon that had power-up punch. And I mean, some people, I I have been doing practice battles and some people are still using power-up punch, but as long as you gauge it right, you don't have to shield because it doesn't hurt even if it's super effective. It's like, uh, if it's not super effective, it's like a poke. If it is super effective, it's like a flick. It doesn't really injure you too much. Now, another one that was actually really good for some of the Pokemon I was looking at for the Sinister Cup, Psychic. That charge attack, that full bar charge attack, just became a two bar charge attack. So, the damage was decreased a little bit because it takes shorter to charge now, but you can fire it off more frequently. So, it uh, it does become a more viable move to not only use in trainer battles, but in raid battles and gym battles as well. So I mean, I did have a couple Pokemon there. I had, uh, I was looking at Girafferig for the tournament, which I mentioned last week as sort of my sleeper pick because it's uh, it's Psychic and Normal, meaning that it's not very effective with damage um, from Ghost types. I've also got Claydol, which had Psychic as well, and I hadn't TM them yet. I was kind of thinking about it, and then this move update came through, and all of a sudden they're not full bar moves; they're two bar moves, and man, they they can clean house now. It's great to see. And not only that, there is, I believe it's a 10% chance to reduce your opponent's Pokemon defense, which is definitely a positive. Another piece there to do, it, it helps you do more damage. But again, just keep in mind, those debuffs are removed as soon as your opponent swaps their Pokemon. Another change that we're seeing there is Snarl, that dark type attack, one that you usually see on Umbreon, uh, or different Pokemon like that that you know can take a lot of damage but what it had a concern with was that it did not charge energy fast so what Pokemon Go has done now it's made a clearer energy generation role among the dark type fast attacks so it does help the primarily offensive leaning Pokemon with Snarl some Pokemon like Luxio and Arcanine so that way they can get to those charge attacks before they faint And it also helps those defensive Pokemon. So Suicune and Umbreon, like I mentioned before, it gives them more frequent access to those charged attacks. So it's definitely going to swing things in favor of some Pokemon there, especially with Umbreon, because we've seen Umbreon used in a few tournaments. It's a very defensive Pokemon. It it wasn't able to deal a lot of damage. The charge attacks don't deal as much damage as you'd like, but now if they've got Snarl, they can get to them faster and deal more damage in the long run, which does help out quite a bit. There are a few new attacks that are being added to the game, things like Fire Fang and Ice Fang, uh, respectively an electric and an ice type fast attack. Uh, Thunder Fang is going to Arcanine, Steelix, Mighty Anna, and Hippowdon. So that will be a good change up. It'll offer sort of some electric coverage. So for instance, Arcanine being concerned with water type attackers now has Thunder Fang and they'll be able to counter those uh, water types. Uh, Ice Fang will be going to Suicune, Mightyena, Maulwile, Hippowdon, and Drapion. Uh, So we might see Drapion use that in another tournament if it uh, comes up once again, but it all depends on the meta there. Uh, Suicune getting a new fast attack is definitely something interesting. Uh, Maulwile is something that you don't see much of. It is usable in the Sinister Cup. I'm going to be honest, I'm working on getting one on my team because It has some decent coverage. Now the damage for Fire Fang, which was already in game, has actually been increased to match the damage that the two new Fang attacks are having. So Thunder Fang and Ice Fang, as well as Fire Fang, will all be equal damage across the board. So they did need to increase the damage on Fire Fang to have that happen. Uh, So there were some moveset updates for certain Pokemon. Guys like Alolan Raichu now have Thunder Shock. it's a a smaller electric attack but it charges ridiculously fast um, people were looking for uh, regular raichu with thundershock because it was a legacy move well now alolan raichu has it uh, i'm going to be honest i've tm'd it in so i can get to uh, my wild charge and thunder punch that much faster and uh, wild charge does Wild Charge does a doozy of damage there. Alolan Sand Slash is getting Ice Punch. Uh, it is a charged attack, uh, so it does allow them to more reliably dish out um, high powered ice damage in their respective leagues. Alolan Ninetales, who is part Fairy, in case anyone hadn't noticed or remembered, is getting Charm as well. So that uh, first Fairy-type fast attack is being stretched out to other Fairy-type Pokemon, which is always a positive. So just keep in mind, it does a lot of damage. It does take a long time to use. It's kind of like Confusion. It's got that long, long time frame. But, I mean, with Stab bonus coming from Alolan Ninetales, it might be something to to run from pretty quickly. Golduck is getting a whole bunch of extra moves here. We've got Bubble Beam, which has just been boosted to have a reliable uh, debuff there. Also coming with Synchronoise, which was put onto Ralse's evolutions for community Day, so Gallade and Gardevoir. And Cross Chop. So with these new moves for Golduck, it becomes a unique tool that has a whole bunch of charged attacks, um, and it might be a little more viable in the Ultra League. Now Alolan Marowak, which is, you know, it's a Ghost and Fire type Pokemon, now has Firespin and Flame Wheel. Now the original move pool made it hard to use any of the fire attacks in practice, but adding Fire Spin and Flame Wheel will give Alolan Marowak some options to reliably deal fire-type damage, which is a positive. Because I'm going to be honest, in uh, for the Sinister Cup, yes, you can have that hex on the front, deal some decent ghost-type damage, but I mean, if you're coming up to those Steel-type Pokemon. I feel like that fire type attack is going to do a little more. Uh, whether it charges equally or not, to me, is uh, it's doing super effective fire damage where you need it. Uh, and that's sort of where the issue was with, um, with the ghost types, was that they had issue with steel types. So now you've got one that can kind of counter that. But you just need to keep in mind with things like uh, Bastiodon and Emporion that they counter, because Bastiodon is rock and steel. Uh, rock beats fire, and uh, and pulling on is water and steel, and duh, water beats fire. So uh, don't try that one, but keep an eye out. It definitely works on Steelix, so that's one to use in the in clutch there. Mantine is getting its hands on Bubble Beam, which is offering some more damage for Mantine. I'm not sure if anyone had used it in a previous cup, um, it, but uh, Mantine getting Bubble Beam is definitely a, a good move for it. For season two, here and Mawile gets a few attacks of its own here today Fire Fang, Ice Fang, as well as Power Up Punch. So, it does, uh, those attacks do allow Mawile to pose a real threat in the Great League. Now, its weakness to fire type attacks does keep it a balanced competitor, and that's something that you need to keep in mind, especially if you're using Mawile in the Sinister Cup. It's weak to ground as well as fire. So good counters would have things that'll have those ground type attacks. So for instance, I've got earth power on my clay doll just in case it comes up to it. And uh, I mean, that's one way to do super effective damage. Uh, And then we've got, I mean, if you're, if you've got a double moved Alolan Marowak, what you can have is that fire spin or flame wheel for a fast attack and then Bone Club for a a charge attack and you're just dealing super effective damage against Mawile all the way across the board. Now Weavile did get to learn Snarl, which again is now a more energy based move. Um, So it is a fragile Pokemon, but it is a decent attacker and now it can get to uh, those charge attacks that much faster. It does make it a more powerful dark type attacker against team go rocket oh, I hate saying it that way. It's team rocket So against team rocket raid bosses and any master league opponents that we vow can come in handy with that snarl attack now I'll make sure to put the link to the article itself in uh, uh, In the description here, so you'll be able to take a look at it as well uh, But I do have all of that information here Uh, So other pieces that we were kind of looking at aside from that move shakeup is the Sinister Cup itself Which I mean I've mentioned a few times already Uh, So again, it is for this month Uh, It is the first tournament for season two Now the fun part was right before season two launched Everyone was ranked number one in the world and we're all bumped right back down to trainer rank so uh, it's another season i think we've got what is it 10 10 months of tournaments we can get that rank back up i've got my fingers crossed for doing a little better this month so again with this tournament you need to have each pokemon needs to have one of the following four types that's ghost psychic steel and fighting and uh, again what we were talking about was fighting is the weaker type but it it counteracts the stronger type in steel and why it's then able to do that is because of the Pokemon that have been banned. Uh, there are no dark type Pokemon allowed and this isn't just mono type, this is dual typed with a dark type, not allowed. Mythical Pokemon are not allowed. Skarmory not allowed, which then allows fighting type to shine a little bit more because you don't have to worry about that super effective Skarmory and not effective damage being dealt to it. And Hypno's been removed as well. Now, a big piece about this, and I'm really excited about this part in case you couldn't tell already. Go Live PvP is putting on their Sinister Cup. It's called Sinister in the Six. What we're looking at here is at The Hive, which is actually sort of like um, an eSports place in Toronto. It will be taking place on Sunday, October the 6th at 1pm. They do have a few people that will be there that I'm sure everyone's heard of. Uh, We've got uh, Jay Farmakis, Jimma Banks, I think King IV is going to be there, and so is yours truly. That's right, I will be on stream this Sunday on Go Live. I'll be doing the post-match interviews, so uh, you'll have uh, Farm, Jimma and King I believe will be doing sort of the color commentary for the matchups and then I'll be talking to the uh, to the competitors afterwards from table one just sort of get a little more insight be able to get to know some of the battlers a little bit better there so make sure you tune in I'm gonna make sure I'm posting and I'm on my Instagram as well but I will be on stream so make sure to take a peek and and enjoy the battles i believe they have a hundred people signed up at this point so it's definitely going to be a great day now another thing we sort of want to peek at is Darkrai. now what has been marked in the code is that Darkrai is a transferable pokemon now with the mythical pokemon that have been for special research they're not transferable if you hit that transfer button it says this pokemon cannot be transferred but what i want to make sure i'm bringing to everyone's attention is that Spiritomb is still able to be transferred. You can only have one because it was from the Special Research last Halloween. Yes, it's not a mythical Pokemon, but saying that Darkrai wouldn't be transferable and therefore can't be in the Special Research simply because it's in the Special Research doesn't quite uh, compute. Now we do need to keep in mind that uh, Deoxys, which is a mythical Pokemon, can be transferred because you could get them from EX Raids and level 5 Raids. But I've still got my hopes up that Darkrai is going to be our Halloween research, our special research this year. I know that uh, that it does say that in the code, but what we need to also remember is that Strike in the code before it was launched was a garbage move. And then right as it launched, it became this powerhouse move. So maybe it's non-transferable. Maybe they're trying to sh- throw us off. Maybe they're not. But I still think Darkrai will be that Halloween Pokemon. Now, an event to keep our eyes open for is the Stardust Blast. Uh the Stardust Blast starts tomorrow, October 3rd at 1 p.m. Pacific time and runs all the way until October 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. So that's a full week. And you'll be getting 2 times Stardust from hatching, catching, as well as Team Rocket Stops. And you get a guaranteed 2,000 Stardust from raids. So just make sure that you're getting out, catching everything you see, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. Hatching as much as you can, so walk, walk, walk. Do your Team Rocket Stops because I believe usually what you get from there is 500, so that's 1,000. And then if you drop a Star Piece, there's there's a bundle of Stardust for you. So my question for you for the next week will be, did you drop your star piece? Now Trails, who is a renowned code cracker for the APK Mines and all things Pokemon Go, he's mentioned a lot of things in the time that uh, that we've known of him, and usually when he says things, they become true. Now we have seen things like the buddy version 2.0, as well as Versus Seeker go into the code, we get all excited and all of a sudden they get pulled. So maybe this is another bait and switch, or maybe Trails is onto something once again. There is a ticket to access a special event called a Colossal Discovery. Now, what he is seeing is that the event would be November 2nd, so that is about a month from now. It would be from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. local time. It's a ticket to, a to again, a special event. The first thing I think of when I say a Colossal Discovery is the colossal Pokemon, which would then remove Regigigas from all speculation as it is that colossal Pokemon. So maybe there's an event that's going to be going on. Maybe that's going to have Regigigas. Only time will tell. We still have to wait for Niantic and Pokemon Go to release that information to us. But uh, if Trails is as right as he has been for this entire time, don't think Regigigas is going to be in our EX raids, which means that we are looking from away from Darkrai, away from Regigigas. It kind of limits our selections. So we'll see what's coming up. We'll see what's coming in store um, because we do have Mewtwo with Shadow Ball at this point. Now I do before I run want to make sure I bring attention to our regions sinister cup i've got the mythical bagul uh, if anyone doesn't get that reference which everyone mocks me and talks about a bagel does anyone remember the movie sinister it had that creepy dude that made the kids do the bad things to the families his name was bagul so sinister cup bagul it's a myth so the mythical bagul we'll be hosting at patent social once again that is in waterloo at 6 p.m. on Sunday, October 20th. So I'll make sure to keep posting pictures, keep posting posts for our region. Uh, if you are following on Facebook, you can see the event. Uh, you should be able to see it on Patent Social's Facebook page as well, um, as I do have them marked as a co-host. So if anyone does have any other questions, concerns, comments, anything like that, feel free to send a message any way you can. You can always tune in to me here on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you like the photography, go for Instagram. That's where you'll get your first peek. And I always post stories there as well. You can always send me an email at outlook.com and leave a voicemail by clicking that link in the description that says to leave a voice message, and I'll be able to put it up on the podcast there. I'm going to step away from that, uh, from what I say every other time, and uh, ask one more time. Did you drop your star key?